0: Welcome back to the Chat with Matt podcast where we talk fitness, adventure, positive mentality, spirituality, relationships, business and all that good stuff. Before we get started, I just want to say a big thank you for everyone for tuning in to the first episode of the podcast. Honestly, it was an unbelievable success and I couldn't have asked for better. With that in mind, I'm buzzing to announce episode two is with Sinead Haggerty. Sinead is a motivational speaker. She focuses on mental well-being, meditation and helping people to become the best versions of themselves. In this episode, we chat about overcoming self-doubt, judgment, and negative thoughts. We learn the power of meditation and how to take control of your mind to create the life you want. We also chat about her journey from the worst point in her life and turning it into a future she couldn't have imagined. If you want to transform your mind, then this is the podcast episode for you. Disclaimer, I was sick in this episode, a part three. But you may hear my voice being a little bit off. Apologies for that. Anyway, so without further ado, let's chat with
1: Matt. Hello, Shaneer. Welcome to the Chat with Matt podcast. How are you doing?
2: Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm great.
1: I'm sure you are good after that weekend.
2: I know, yes. All Ireland final and all that. County Tyrone won.
1: You're very, very, very
2: pleased
1: yeah some
2: weekend how did you watch it
1: I did I did I was uh I was supporting Mayo though (gasps) I know I know why
2: can you just tell me why (laughs) you're you're near Toronto
1: you know I know I got loads of friends from Toronto as well but I had to support Mayo there like what 70 years without a a Sam McGuire that's nearly as much as flipping down this weather like but they're cursed I think they actually are cursed at this point because they're a shadow like that semi-final performance against Dublin was unreal and then against Turin they're just terrible I thought
2: no I don't think they were just terrible I just think Tyrone was much better
1: yeah we'll do it we'll yeah. go you know that. what I mean like we're a
2: county full of talented talented <laughs> I mean, boys
1: you're right and girls at that point as well yes yeah. I know obviously I've been doing a bit of research on you and like God. you seem like a really interesting person like somebody that I would love to have a good conversation with. So that's exactly what I'm doing now. But um, I just want to uh, walk back and go through your story a little bit. So if you want to talk about how this whole journey became to where you are now, it's pretty crazy because, like, you got, what, 190,000 followers on Instagram. You've got a whole huge community. you wrote like, multiple businesses. You've got a podcast and... Uh, very successful that's what you i don't know what age is your 20s like early 20 i'm
2: 29 just turned 29 but and i'm 21 know, at heart
1: yeah i the same. i about 26 21 at heart as well 21
2: um... at heart <laughs> 40 in my head but <laughs> yeah. as in business i'm like 30 i would say but i'm 29 <laughs> 21 at heart like i still feel 21 so that's w- the best we'll not go too much into age but yeah
1: anyway. it's just a number
2: yeah <laughs> but so yeah tw- I, I always say you're only as old as the man you're petting my 20. man's 25 so i'm, I'm grand oh uh, you started <laughs>
1: that's, go for something like younger. that's what i mean
2: you don't need to grow up because you just need to get a younger younger partner and then you're then you're just down to their level do you know what i mean yes. <laughs> so yeah 20 so 29 yeah that's a lot when you when you put it there but um i guess i started off um just like anyone just travel i well to be honest i traveled by myself. Um, And it wasn't back. then. like I was in a relationship, literally find out like the week before that he had cheated on me. And I decided to I don't know if you don't know if you know that, but um, this is sort of where it began. This is sort of where my story starts. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: because everything was fine and dandy up until that moment, you know, what I mean, everything was like automatic, you know, go to school, get a job, get a boyfriend. Like that was kind of like where I was until that moment. Yeah, until that moment. And then the next thing I know, I was just like on a flight by myself. And I was, I went and traveled Asia and Australia. So yeah, so you can imagine like when your world is crashing down and you have no one to support you, you don't know where you are. Not to mention, I was absolutely skint as well, but there was no going back for me. So I was just kind of like straightforward. And for me, there was no tools to deal with like the the anxiety that I was feeling. And, you know, I thought that anxiety was something that I had. It was like, like, I was sick almost. Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep. I had heart palpitations. I was just in a really bad state. But in fact, like there was so many reasons for it that I found out through books, through courses, through everything. And I just couldn't understand why these tools were not taught in schools. So I decided to um, take it upon myself (laughs) to talk more and more about my journey. And yeah, to this day, I've been doing talks, uh, motivational talks. I've done courses. I've wrote books. Um, I started a company Brave, which is like Brave Retreats, where people can solo travel and learn about themselves and mm-hmm. do workshops on mindset. Um, and then I started the Brave Way, which is medit- Well, meditation is a big part of my um, journey because it really, like, it really improved my life. Mm-hmm. Like I thought life was meant to be stressful, but in fact, it's not at all. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. when I got introduced to meditation. Um, I took it upon myself to just go delve, delve deep into it and do research and mm-hmm. I really wanted other people to feel what I felt like this inner peace
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I used to get it from external sources like you know likes on Instagram you know followers and I realized that it's just not about that because you know you there's only so much you can get and then you want more and you want more mm-hmm. like you really need to find that inner peace and that's what I find and that's sort of yeah that's where I'm at now with them the and I'm a meditation teacher online and you know I have a big course coming out soon so yeah that's where I'm at I suppose
1: that's amazing really yeah that was a lot that was a (laughs) lot of information there that's amazing like but I suppose like so you you were on Love Island that's right originally Mm -hmm. and then you uh that all ended and stuff and then it was it was Australia after that or is that that's
2: yeah, so I was on like my my love island journey was all of two minutes long with subtitles, so wow. I don't really.
1: That's <laughs> about the same as mine. So,
2: <laughs> like, so it was like it's so funny looking back now. I'm just like, but at the time, um, yeah. I actually spoke about it in a podcast about in therapy because I have really bad public speaking anxiety, right. which. I don't know where that came from because I've always done it before, but then I realized that Love Island really damaged my confidence mm-hmm. and like, I was only on there for all of two minutes, but I was also told that I was going to be on at the start. So mm-hmm. when you're, and then I was pitted at the end, I almost didn't do it. The, the psychologist rang me and she was like, do it. I was like, okay, whatever. So you go in there and you're literally lined up. I was lined up with like four girls and to be honest, I knew one of the girls as well that was going with me. So I was like, there's no chance yeah and like i kind (laughs) of knew it but then when i went like do you know what i mean to get stand there and get judged on your looks
1: that's the big thing i think with love island from my experience as well it's uh it's definitely in your own head you're comparing yourself to other people you're you're nearly it is kind of it's a competition so you're comparing yourself to your competitors and it's obviously based on looks, like, a lot of it. Uh, so I think, like, after it, as you say, you can you can get, like, some self-doubt, self-confidence issues after that. But uh, I think that's really interesting where you come from the perspective that you had the bravery to actually go on the show. So it shows a lot of confidence. And then after it, you were kind of hurt by it all. So even the most confident person can be, you know, can suffer from these issues. And then obviously you went to travel and stuff. So you're forcing yourself out, out into the public again, out into the wild world where you didn't have any any support from your family you and no money, you just went out and did it. So what was your motivation for doing that?
2: I mean, for me, definitely it was like life or death at one point, like there was there was just two voices. Like mm-hmm. It's so strange because if you looked at me, you would have thought I was so confident and you would have thought that my life was so perfect. But in fact, it was just so unauthentic. Mm. And when I when I realized that, when I when I came to the stage of acceptance rather than denial, because I think more than anything that I was in denial of how I was feeling, like there was all those things, like there was things like Love Island that I pushed down straight away. Like Love Island was something that I got rejected in front of millions of people. And like, although like it was only two seconds, like nobody really, you know, yeah. I never got any followers from it. Like it wasn't like a thing for me. But mm. to get in the car at eight was a 1920, maybe 20? So I don't know maybe early 20s I think it's about six years ago now so mm-hmm. to get into the car after that and go like this literally shake my head and go let's forget about it like mm-hmm. there was a lot of trauma in there for me there was a lot of like rejection there mm-hmm. was a lot of childhood stuff that like you know not being good enough so mm-hmm. can you imagine all that coming up and then pushing it behind so mm-hmm. then I'm so then I am like years later dealing with this trauma in like therapy <laughs> so what really pushed it for me was the fact that like I was in denial for so long of you know all the things that were affecting me over the years and then there was just a point where the universe just wanted to be like no we can't just keep blocking this out we can't just keep being fake and at that point then once I accepted that I like was going through anxiety and going through self-doubt and going through my own sort of like crisis then that's when I began the work and it's the best thing that ever happened to me because Obviously, you have to go right down to get to go right back up again. So Mm -hmm. to just really dive into everything that I was feeling and all the reasons I doubted myself and realizing that it's not about I'm not enough. Like I am fucking enough. Like I was born enough Mm -hmm. for the people that I am enough for. And do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just to realize that like other people's judgment as well had a massive part and like if someone didn't love me I felt unloved if the public didn't love me or things didn't love me or I didn't get this external validation like I wasn't worthy when in fact I'm so worthy Mm -hmm. and everyone is worthy but it's just that
1: and that's the big thing I think like obviously everybody cares to a certain extent what other people think and that's hardwired into our DNA like because if we were ousted from our group back in caveman times we would have died You know, that's essentially it's just evolution in that sort of sense. But I think right now, the way I think about it is like, so this is this is me. This is my reality right here. Some person could think, let's take looks, for example, that I'm the best looking person in the world. Another person over there can think I'm like the ugliest guy they've ever seen. But neither of them are true. I'm just me. And like, that's what Mm. I think with you, you're talking about your your therapy and stuff that's the big thing you're realizing and going through that that there so did you feel like therapy helped you achieve that or did you think like was there other tools or anything like that or maybe it was traveling getting out there was that was any of those big tools or what would you think was the big factor in that
2: I think the big factor as well is as really like finding myself like um getting out of your hometown and
0: mm-hmm.
2: realizing that I'll, I'll never forget the first time I was ever traveling and I was out dancing in this in this bar in Thailand and I just danced <laughs> the way I wanted to dance like I mean like a crazy person yeah. I was like, no one cares like, no, one, cares. You like, no <laughs> one you could just be yourself like no one can judge you and when you feel like no one can judge you you can actually open up and be yourself yeah. so once you really become yourself and get out of like what society has planned for you then you become so much resilient in the world like with anything in life so Mm -hmm. now if anyone comes at me with like negative comments or trolls or whatever I'm just like no because I actually know who I am and this is who I am yeah so like I become resilient Mm -hmm. um but like can I just ask you like did you ever how how did how are you coping with the whole like you've just come out of Love Mm -hmm. Island like did you feel any sort of like lack of confidence or like are you dealing with anything like trolls or like how are you feeling after the whole thing like honestly
1: so from my side um basically going into love Island um I lost a good friend of mine like I uh, passed away like literally a week before love Island so oh, I so I went in there yeah um I went into love Island and I was like probably the most fragile I could have been but at the same time it made me like I I've never really been self-conscious I just don't care enough for people to be self-conscious and to be honest with you, but, like, walking into the villa with that in the back of my mind, I did not care. Like, I honestly didn't care about the experience at that point, which sounds pretty bad because I just built up, like, months of my life to going into it. But, yeah, so when I was in there and stuff, I was just probably just very relaxed, like, compared to what I would have been maybe if I didn't have that experience because losing somebody close to you makes you realize that, you know, there's certain things that are core to you and what you love and what your life is about. And being judged by other people is not one of them for me. Um, after Love Island, I haven't received like any real trolls. Some, some things like not really, but like um, nothing really. But I suppose the big thing is comparing yourself. I, I got into the sort of habit of comparing myself to other people in there and that's where i knew this from like years ago i was like never compare yourself to somebody else because that's the root of all unhappiness because you know i'm not as rich as that guy i'm not as good looking as that guy i'm not as smart as that guy i can't talk as well as that guy but at the end of the day i'm just me like and you know there there's like stick to your strengths know who you are and just be yourself as much as possible and i feel like in love island I tried to be as much myself as possible, be as genuine as possible, and people really, really liked that about me. Um, but yeah, after... I, The confidence thing, I feel like I haven't really changed that much. So you would think maybe I will get more confident or maybe other people think I'll get less confident because I'm being judged a lot, but I just really don't care that much. But I feel like that's a lot to do with maturity. I'm 26 now. Like, so when you were coming out of Love Island you were 20, like, that's very early, so, yeah,
2: I was 24, I think I was, like, 23, I think it was, I can't remember now, but I remember, I think I remember the paper saying 23-year-old, so I think I was 23.
1: The other thing with, sorry to interrupt you there, but the other thing is, I feel like girls on the show get a lot more judgment than guys do, like, you know, that's
2: an all works of life,
1: exactly, I'm telling you
2: now, even when it comes to business, yeah, like, it's actually ridiculous how much the difference in the stick that the boys get compared to the girls when a guy starts a business in local town, local anywhere anything they're always shared they're always they're always like put on this pedestal and they're like amazing but see when a girl picks it up like she it's always like oh she got this because she looks like this or she gets this which is ridiculous because there's plenty of people that look good that don't have the business brain
0: yeah so it's it's
2: so I, I don't know what it is. It is it is men just don't get it as much as girls. It's because men's aggression comes out in aggression. Women's mm-hmm. aggression comes out in ruining reputations. So mm-hmm. instead of being like shouting at that girl on the street or being pissed off or angry, mm-hmm. they're like, no, she got that because she did that. Mm-hmm. She did this. Like, it's like they ruin reputations, and, which is so sad because instead of being jealous, you can use it as an inspiration.
0: Mm-hmm. You could
2: look at someone, I could look at someone who has a massive business and i could be like oh my god like i'm so jealous who does she think she is mm-hmm. blah 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 but instead i could go it's fucking possible like it's yeah. so possible because she's doing it so why can't i do it
1: yeah you know so you're kind of comparing have to turn yourself up. in a good way though you're using it as motivation you're not really comparing yourself as in oh she's so much better than i am but you're comparing yourself and so you know what? like i can achieve that i can do that like and that's a really healthy mindset like um so it takes
2: time like it takes time to get like that because i swear like jealousy arises new to heal something in you and people don't realize that they think and and plus people are don't want to admit to being jealous whatsoever Mm. instead they just are are bitter i suppose Mm -hmm. um and make up things about the other person or, or or like feed a narrative that they have of them but um in fact jealousy definitely arises in emotions to heal something because if i'm jealous of someone i can sit there in journal and be like okay why am i jealous this person it's because they have something that i want they have something that i desire hmm. and you know it comes out in a it comes out in a form of judgment like reform desire comes out in judgment
1: hmm. that's so interesting i feel like i'm learning from you a lot here you know what? good good like, good, like good. A spiritual teacher as well like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no that's so interesting and i feel like um jealousy yeah exactly jealousy is just uh, it's a trigger, it's telling you you want something, it's telling you to do something and if at the end of the day, action cures all. <coughs> Testing, one, two, three,
0: one, two, three. I'm still standing, did, looking like a true survivor, wearing MOVE clothing. Yes, that's right. We're in Move Clothing, they're an Irish training and lifestyle clothing and accessories brand. Their ethos is all about striving towards being the best version of yourself, never being ordinary. The core purpose of MOVE is encouraging their community to dream, commit and succeed. Succeed. Since their debut back in 2020, MOVE has rooted themselves in developing gym and casual wear and creating a community for everyone and every sport. This is emblematic of their clothing, which is high quality fabrics, which are versatile for wearing anywhere from training to hiking to just chilling. Join the Move Evolution and make sure you tag Move on your Move-related socials at we.r.Move. We look forward to welcoming you to the movement. See you out there. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did. Like a Move
1: clothing. Chris Williamson, I think if you've ever listened to the Modern Wisdom podcast, uh, he has a really good point where it's like, would you would you want to be Tiger Woods, like, his whole life? Say uh, Tiger Woods, look at that, like, most successful golfer ever. Everybody loves him, blah, blah, blah. But would you want to go through all the practice he's went through? Would you want to have the dad he went so like, his dad, I don't know if you know the story, but it was, like, really, really hard on him and made him train all day made him do all this stuff he didn't have a social life when he was younger didn't have a normal life he was just golfing everything was golf 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 and like would you he, he got like social you know you know the story he got social issues from it where he basically like broke down drug addict and stuff like that there and you know but would you want to be that person if you could trade everybody wants to be tiger woods but you'd have to trade your whole life for that so would you want that
2: yeah I actually listened to that podcast recently it's with yeah. Chris and and uh Jordan Peterson oh, that's mad. That's yeah awesome. yeah I'd be, so, I'd be so scared to have Jordan Peterson on my on my podcast I was actually 10, I, was at it, I was at a <laughs> uh, convention there with IFS with Chris was on the panel and I was asking him questions about I was like how were you not shitting yourself and like it like do you know what I mean I would shit myself with that but no I know what you mean I actually listened to that podcast recently and yeah. I think it's You look at someone, but like they've everyone's been through their own traumas and their own like situations to be where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah,
1: exactly. And like, I mean, I, I, from my perspective, like, I feel like I haven't got everything together. You know, I've been through like a lot of stuff in the past where it's just like I don't feel worthy. I'm doing nothing in my life, like, you know, and like you look at other people like influencers on instagram and you're like jeez i really want to be that guy i love that i love the rob lips that right now i lift <laughs> weights and living the dream creating businesses and all that stuff but at the end of the day if you take action you think like, you can't become that person you don't take action and you got to know exactly what you, what you want and if you're sitting there just be like i really want to be that guy but if that's not possible then you're not gonna get get to be that guy like so um yeah the big thing for me is take action with all that stuff stop comparing it but, and then when you're taking action you're not focused on that person you're focused on your own journey and improving it so mm-hmm. big but uh brings me on to your entrepreneurial side so you're, you've got <laughs> brave where did that start
2: um so brave started with um i went traveling by myself and like it wasn't everyone was like, oh my God, how are you doing That's So brave. Like, I've always wanted to do that. And I personally wanted to travel since I was 20. I never got on the plane until I was 24. So I waited on so many different aspects. I, I waited on like my body to be better. I waited on like having enough money. I waited on friends. I waited on boyfriends. And in the end, like the universe just like pushed me. I, like I swear. So it was me and my wife and going at the time, like mm-hmm. my wife and at the time. And then obviously I found out I cheated. And then like, it was like a week before. And I was like, no I'm not having you come with me like no this is against my boundaries like whatever so I got on the flight by myself like literally pushed and like with it like being emotionally charged as well was like making decisions very emotional like if a week later I calmed down I'd be like no what am I doing but anyway went was the best decision of my entire life taught me so much Mm -hmm. and people were asking me like that's really brave like how do you do that and I was like it is quite scary to go by yourself so how can I how can I incorporate this to make people you know, come on board. So I started doing events in Sydney. So I first started doing sailing single because I had like a bit of a man hating year of my life it's called it was called the clint diaries because you can't say the other bad word but um and i just had this whole stage of like hating men because like i went through the breakup and i didn't want to touch man i was like "Eh, you're all disgusting i hate you all i love you all now guys don't worry like it's okay i got over that time but um at the time yeah so i hated men and then i went away i was doing my farm work and i i kind of was going through like a spiritual awakening like going through this like i don't want to work in a bar anymore like i have so much more potential than this Blah, blah, blah. And I had like four thousand dollars from the farm that mm-hmm. I worked in. So I spent this on Seal and single. So I rented a boat. So this is like my first entrepreneurial thing. I rented a boat. It was yep. gonna cost me four thousand it cost me four thousand dollars. Like that's how much everything cost Perfect me. Today. Yeah, so I knew that I was going to have rather have nothing or have like more. So I was like, you know what? I've had nothing before because I was really skinned before the farm. And I was like, you know what? I was okay. At least I'm giving it a go. And yeah. I was like, I'm always like, oh, I need more money. And I could have waited for another $4,000 to come in my account to be safe and secure.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
2: kind of was like, fuck it at this stage. So <laughs> I did sell in single, which was like my it was basically all single people because I was like I'm ready to come back like I'm ready to come back to the city and I'm single and I'm ready um <laughs> although I never pulled on the boat um which is like literally every That's
1: single person I,
2: I swear every single person on that boat got a pull it was hilarious the next day it was hilarious because like we met up after and everyone was like common with the person they'd, I was like oh my god this is so funny so yeah I started I just was like I had this idea um just to have this like big rave on this boat mm-hmm. and yeah so it took 4,000 tripled it that day and that was like the last time I ever worked for anyone um, and then that was like my first event so yeah. once I knew how to like run events and like at that point I was like in solution mode so if there was a problem like for example websites I didn't have any money at the time to make a website so I had to make a solution I had to make it myself unfortunately it took me like four months and like I could pay someone to do that right now for
0: yeah. in like
2: one week do you know what I mean but yeah.
0: okay. did all
2: that was in full solution mode with with like making a business was like reading all my amazing entrepreneurial b- books and doing yeah. courses. So yeah, yeah, did that. And then was ready to do retreats. So retreats was um, just getting people who wanted to solo travel. Cause every I just noticed there was such a massive market for it because mm. everyone's asked me like, how are you doing this by yourself? And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, would you come if I was at the other end with a mm. retreat with loads of other girls solo traveling? Mm. So then that's when brave retreats happened. But then unfortunately then COVID hit, to brave retreats was kind of that's a all really over the shelf.
1: so that's uh that was all female retreats right yeah. would you yeah. ever be like men and women or do you think you just want to build on that sort of female i don't
2: rest? know like it's hard <laughs> because hey
1: guys, that's what i'm asking
2: <laughs> i think like there will definitely be a, a male version of it at one point mm-hmm. it's just at the time like you know my followers are 91 percent girls like i think 90 mm-hmm. percent girls and I mean, just all about girl power but yeah. I, I I was trying to to market it as boy and girl, and then I was just like, oh, I don't know, but well, we'll see, we'll see.
1: You have to sort of stick to the your strengths as well. You're a woman, you're that's your perspective as a yeah. so like you know what other girls and stuff are going through, so you can sort of tailor your business towards that and stuff. But that's really interesting. And like, uh is it like meditation stuff you're doing the traits? Is it just travel around? What sort of activities to get up to
2: um it's a bit of everything like um it was mostly for just to get people over and do workshops you know like goal-setting workshops and to just get really people to just go inner and like find out their purpose and passions and mm-hmm. just to get them away from the everyday norm and then yeah, for them so because so when yeah the first the first retreat was meant to be in Thailand and for me it was a really healing place for me where like no one judged me and everyone was healing from something Mm -hmm. so I felt like to be honest I felt like it was like a place to go when you're heartbroken and that is something that I want to concentrate on as well like in the future for you know Mm. you know just like heartbreak support because it's something that we are missing in society heartbreak support like when you are going through a breakout there's No, nowhere to go really you just have yourself and your friends and your friends don't want to hear you talk shit about your boyfriend over ex-boyfriend over and over again they're literally like shut up you know so sometimes you need to vent yeah so yeah I think it's more of like a healing thing yeah
1: I think that's a really good idea and I feel like uh like when when you have a breakup like it feels like your whole life's falling apart and you just want to take a take a back step from everything so like going to Thailand the other side of the world or somewhere and just experiencing like that tropical, you know, island life with other other people who are on the same boat. And it's like it's like healing f- for them as well. So you're just talking, like meditating, doing all that healthy stuff, focus focusing on yourself. Like that's the best thing. And like that brings me like for me, I think the biggest thing for me in my life is to focus on myself, self-improvement. Um, and I feel like you're definitely the same, like you're definitely the same, like business, fitness travel and all that stuff so traveling was the big thing for you you felt that definitely like opened your mind to new possibilities and stuff so um you were did you live in australia for a couple years or
2: yeah so i was in australia like that's where i was living um when so i was living in australia and then i was in thailand for a retreat Mm -hmm. Um, so i was going back to australia and then they just locked the borders like ding dong like you're not like back in Oh. And I was just like, um, excuse me, like, I, I haven't. Where do I live? What do, Where do we go? <laughs> and like, it was kind of like panic station because it was in the middle of pandemic. I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? So I just like flew home to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't lived in Ireland really since I was like 18 or 19. So it was really like, yeah, it was like a crazy situation for me. Like I had my life over in Australia. Like I had like all my stuff there. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a partner there. And like, it was just um insane. And then I came back here and you know like waited it out basically here and just did my did all my quarantine stuff in Dublin and then went home to my parents and then moved to Bali but I lived in Bali before so and I was always planning on living between Bali and Australia so I got back into Bali Mm -hmm. and then was there and then just came back there for the summer for my brother getting married then locked out again (laughs) my life is very uncertain for me at the moment Just anyone that's a traveler it's it's um for me it's very hard to be in one place as well so it's um I, i'm kind of like all over the, the fucking job to be
1: honest the exact same i uh yeah. i was living in california there for two years up until christmas and then um my visa expired because the the borders are the u.s wouldn't let you renew them because of covid yeah. so i came back home and i was like well, what am i gonna do here and i basically just put my head down didn't go out for six months didn't drink for six months it was just dark it was complete lockdown as you know up here and uh just went to the gym flat out and then love island contacted me and then i was planning to go back to the states there in january or july but obviously love island happened but it's pretty good i think like uh if you focus on yourself and focus on like improving yourself you feel so much better like at the end of like that time like i'm starting a bodybuilding course again or routine again with my coach and stuff and I'm just feeling so much better, like, after, like, a couple of days, like, and it's all about just getting started. So, uh, yeah, because you probably,
2: yeah, because you were probably really into it there. And then, obviously, you went into Love Island. And then, like, when you come out as well, like, you're probably getting asked to do all this random stuff. I don't know. Like, yeah. are you doing, like, PRs or, like, cause, I don't know, because there's no clubs, really? So, it, no, oh, yeah, no, so, no, so there's,
1: no, like, a whole... To be honest, not my vibe. Yeah. I'm, I, I think... I'm very much fitness, travel, you know, mentality, spiritual, learning all about that stuff and like doing the hiking, doing the travel, doing all that stuff. But like going to clubs, and that's not really my vibe. I like partying, like, but not, you know, not. Oh that. my
2: God, Matt, like you could do brave, brave boys, you know what I mean? Brave, brave men. Party?
1: Oh, yeah, I do it. You can do the, uh, brave ma- the Brave
2: Man one. Do you know what I mean? So, like, what's, what's of- your, like, future plans? Like, what would you like to do in terms of, like, moving forward in, like, business within fitness or, like, traveling or anything like that? Like, have you got yeah. any plans?
1: So, my plans over the next six months, well, essentially over everything, I want to base everything around fitness, traveling slash adventure, uh, mentality, just positive mentality, business, and just lifestyle stuff. So, Podcast. I really want to do more of this. I love having chats because I can learn from people like you, and then it's giving back to other people as well who are listening to the po- this podcast as well. Um, I'm planning on doing like adventure shows. Me and you know Brad from Love Island as well. Yeah. Um, me and him were chatting about going doing Scotland, get an RV and travel on the North Coast, and then we're going to Norway, and then Dubai to do the fitnessy. Uh, side of things as well so i basically want to build build everything around there and it's it's full on right now but i want yeah. i want to bring it a, a level way up like oh like, yeah
2: i'm already getting like a little business ideas i'm like oh yeah you see you're doing a chair you should be, you should just basically do a tour do you talks and stuff like that like that yeah. would be that would be pretty good
1: <clears throat> i mean a- it's a good
2: time to get your head stuck on do you know what i mean
1: exactly exactly but i'm i'm doing so so much now but i love it because i just love the things i'm talking about the things i'm doing every day it's so much fun and i think like when you find like the stuff you're interested in going and building from there even like i i was listening to your podcast there the other day and you're talking about you know finding your purpose and you mm-hmm. a lot of people think you know, quit quit my job and go go start this business But it's not really, it's just following your passions, and you can, you don't even have to get paid for it, just doing it as a side thing, like charity work you're saying you're doing and stuff like that. There, I think that's really, really good point. And like, yeah, because there's not
2: it's it's, an, it's actually like it's almost annoying especially even like when i was in my job getting you know working in the bars or whatever and people saying like quit your job and go follow your passion it's like it doesn't work like that like to be honest yeah, yeah. like and it's not fair to tell someone to go quit your job you know yeah. if it's really 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 affecting your mental health and there's yeah. another option and it all depends on your values as well like I'll do like, I'll do values work with someone like in a meditation or whatever. And I'm going to be like, okay, what do you value more? Like there's people that value. So for example, for you, I can probably tell that you value adventure over security.
1: Yep. All
2: right. So let's just say, okay, let's just say a few, let's say a few values. Okay. So adventure, um, security, love, Mm -hmm. commitment, Mm -hmm. health, Mm -hmm. success, Mm -hmm. wealth, you know, where would you put your where what would be your top value there?
1: Adventure. Adventure. Yeah. So
2: 100%. when you know that adventure and freedom is your first value, mm-hmm. what you gotta realize there is that what's gonna misalign with you is something like a committed relationship.
0: Hello, hello, it's me, Matt, and I'm back with another ad. Guess who? It's Glenisk. Their zero percent fat, newly reformulated Irish strain protein yogurt is quality so good I use it for the gym after the gym rather I don't use it in the gym that'd be weird it can support gut health and it's bursting when you added nutrients including vitamin D b6 and b12 which helps to support your immune system not only that but it's available in nine delicious flavors whether your goal is simply to retain muscle mass I'm trying to build it so it helps with that improve gut health or simply enjoy delicious high protein post-workout snack glenisk our strain protein yogurt is a perfect fit for you glenisk available at your local supermarket
2: so there's some people who really want freedom and adventure Mm -hmm. but they're in a committed relationship and then they're always fighting right so like when you know your values and especially something like security like i have a friend who would get really anxious if she didn't have a job but yeah. she also would love to go traveling But yeah. for her because her top value is security. She needs to know that she's got money coming in all the time in order for he- her to feel like less anxious. So mm-hmm. I would never advise her to turn around and quit her job mm-hmm. because for her to go on an adventure, I would say to you, if you want to change you know for you to feel less anxious what you need to do is you need to get a different job before you quit your other job for you to feel good i don't want you to be feeling anxious so mm-hmm. it's all about individuals as well in your purpose and like for me freedom is number one yeah. but like it does change over time like especially when you know now i'm in a relationship so mm-hmm. you know i had to like move my values and because at the time freedom was my number one so anytime i was with someone i was like sorry like you know i have to go like see later like but then now i'm like okay i'm a bit older now so i value commitment a bit more and i am value i value that a bit more Mm -hmm. so i put that higher so now i make more sacrifices for my relationship now because my values have changed so this is why when you're trying to find your purpose it's important to find out what you value most in life Mm -hmm. because then you don't want to mess it up and then you're all misaligned you don't know what the fuck's going on do you know what i mean exactly if yours is adventure (laughs) Do you know what I mean like you could easily for you you could just go and quit my job it was easy for me to quit my job
0: yeah, it was easy for me to have all.
2: no money and live off fuck all I was living off a of fiver a week in Thailand I was eating <laughs> freaking this is what I was eating every single day but uh, boiled rice that cost me 10p did me for three days and boiled and boiled eggs six boiled eggs a day to keep my protein up like, oh. in, like literally and then like I could have a meal at night
1: That's so great.
2: you know Because it because adventure was my number one security was like zero at that point. I was like, fuck that. I don't care if I'm like
1: I just love that. I love that, you know, freedom sense of freedom where you just out exploring your top of a cliff or something, you just look down, you're just looking the sky ever, just beaches ever, just having that where you're just jumping on a plane, going somewhere. It's just the best feeling ever. Meeting new people, learning from new people. Like I honestly think traveling for me is the number one thing, best thing I've done in my life, without a doubt. Like, like, like I would say like ninety percent of my friends live in California. Like,
2: I don't know much about that side of the world. So, like, what what happens over there? Like, what did you just land there? Like, how did California come about? Like, did you go alone?
1: So mine was a kind of interesting one, right? So I did uh, law as an undergraduate in Ulster and then didn't know what I wanted to do for a couple of months I, I watched Wolf of Wall Street and I was like I'm gonna go into investment banking <laughs> as every guy do- did at that stage and, that's like uh, me
2: watching Legally Blonde wanting to be a lawyer
1: <laughs> exactly true, isn't it? But, uh, then I looked up jobs what was the best rate entry level went and did uh, it was like cash and collateral management analysts at City in Belfast here did it for a year, absolutely hated it. It was just horrendous. Everything about it, as you said, disagree with my, my values. And at that point, I was like, I'm quitting. I'm going to go do what I want. Well, actually, essentially, when I was in there, I was running a business as well. I started a business, like a sustainable activewear brand. And uh, essentially, it failed because I just didn't know anything about business at that stage and didn't have any money put into it. Uh, and then after that I went travel I went to Florida went to different places and then came back and I was like I'm gonna try like different jobs see what I like to do and stuff I did must have done like four five temporary jobs and then eventually I realized what I love is like creating things and freedom and I felt like that's entrepreneurial that's entrepreneurial in itself so I went and did an, a master's a uh, masters in um, business administration mba did it really well i loved it like and then after that i was like i'm traveling throughout uni or throughout my final year right to that point i had a girlfriend as well so i was a very different person back then as well just, it's like a journey for myself you know you can see it as well where i'm like i'm starting to realize i was a lot more rigid with my structure back then and then i'm starting to realize i'm not happy and i'm enjoying this and stuff um she wanted to travel as well so we're like let's go to san diego because i was there when i was younger and i absolutely loved san diego went out and uh we essentially just broke up like within like a week so then she went home <laughs> Um we were done yeah we're done <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it ended pretty well like we ended um on good terms and stuff it was just the end of you know fizzled out and stuff but It was brilliant for me because I just realized I grew by myself. I was out in California, didn't know anybody, and was living off my own money, my own. Just had to work, and California is expensive. Like it Mm. is really. I was. I think I was paying like fifteen hundred for rent every month. So that was a lot. That's nothing
2: compared to Dublin. Holy fuck! Get me to San Diego, what's the case?
1: (laughs) I know that I know that but uh yeah and then I I just fell in love with the place so basically what my idea was I just went and met as many people went outside walked around all day started talking to everybody and like it's the best thing you can do talk to people then you go out nights I went out on a night out by myself and like met one of my best friends in a sandwich shop after like two o'clock in the morning or like just chatting away he's like you want to go to the gym? I was like, yeah, let's go to the gym. <laughs> That's so how it that, works. Yeah, exactly. Went to the gym the next day, met all the friends, his friends all in the gym, were working out. Then they're like, you want to come to that birthday party? You want to go to that? Whatever, went to that. Made loads of more friends, more friends, then started going out, walking down to the beach every day or to the bay, which is like a five-minute walk from me where I was living. And there was like volleyball nets and stuff. I was like, can I play? Jumped in and started playing volleyball and like went on every Saturday, started playing volleyball, became really good friends with them. And there's like parties on the beach and stuff after the volleyball. So I'm partying, meeting more people. But yeah, anyway, long story short, that's essentially what California did for me. I just met so many people. I learned a lot about myself and like I did some amazing things that year. Like I, or those two years or whatever, I like conquered some big fears of mine like heights was one of them um i was telling iron this earlier i was like terrified of heights when i was younger and uh that started that year i was like i'm going to do a skydive because i you know i would like watch jay alvarez's videos and stuff and, oh, I, yeah. and i was like i need to do that i need to, it looks like so much fun so i built up to it i was like a 15-footer cliff and stuff and i went went off i was like oh my god this is terrifying up here and it was only like let it me it's like twice ahead of me like um literally and uh still up there like like shaking like i say yeah and jumped off it and i got so much confidence from it it was unreal and then yeah like, immediately after i did a 50 footer cliff jumped off a 50 footer cliff like like that like that and then a week after that, i jumped out of a plane like almost was chill. Now I want to do skydiving. Like I want to get my license and stuff out. But yeah, adventure yeah. for me, yeah, all that stuff it just comes from adventure, my sense of adventure.
2: Yeah, and like especially with it comes to heights as well. Like I had heights, and it. Like heights are fucking scary for me as well. I'm the same. I would shake and do everything, but I always push myself to do it. But it's part of like growth mindset as well, isn't it? Because mm. your mind makes it worse than it is uh, always. Okay. So when you jump and you're in there, you realize then it wasn't that hard. So it's the same as like business or feeling and certain things that, you know, mm. your mind breaks it. Up. Like when you're starting a business, you're like, what if I feel? What if nobody buys a product? What if this? What if that? And it's actually not that bad. Like when you, mm. it, it makes it worse in your head so that when you, just leap forward and do the thing that's scary. You realize that like it's not the end of the world, you know. And yeah. you know, if you feel you can I mean, let's not feel skydiving because it's not gonna work, but yeah. um you know what I mean? If you feel and you said about your what was it, your sports brand as well. And like mm-hmm. feeling is so important because you can realize you can just change everything about it. Like I remember yeah. when I started my first products, and so my first products are like my rings, so the trunk the tranquility rings. So they're like designed to Move for anxiety, so like they're like
1: twisty and stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, just like you just twist them whenever you're anxious. But when oh. we first when we first released them, oh my god, there was like three of us, right? And we were like bombarded, and we there was COVID, there was Black Friday, and there was Brexit. So we had planned to have like all their stuff ready for Christmas. Blah blah blah. That was yeah. all sorted. Then these, these three things happened in the one week, so yeah. deliveries weren't getting made. People didn't get them time for Christmas, and that's what it was was so so scary it was probably the one of the worst christmas days of my life it's like oh my god like literally people didn't get their christmas presents and the same thing happened with you probably in business where it failed but like at the end of the day i was going to give up at that moment i was like oh my god i can't do this but then like some of the feedback from like the actual products i was like oh my god like no we have to give it a second chance and like Mm. everything it was the quickest way to learn how to do fucking business i swear to god because we were like we need to fix this right now so like we fixed it all because like if essentially like that could have happened in another time Mm -hmm. where we could have got like a big log or something but those things just those like that's like when you when your business started like what how did you feel or
1: yeah I mean like you
2: probably learned so much
1: I learned that's the big thing I learned a ton and I think when you my my idea is throw yourself out of a plane and see where you land like jump in and see where you land don't don't think about it because if you think about it, then you're just going to be sitting there. You get like paralysis by analysis and all that. And then you just be stuck in the same place. Whereas you jump, if you feel, you feel, I mean, I feel, and that's where I, I like, I think going on the love Island as well. And things like that there. I just don't care that much about what other people think of me. Like I know. Who but I you're am. very
2: lucky if you feel like that. Yeah. I, feel like I like but some boys are so chill about that. Like my boyfriend, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like he could literally, I'm a sad fucking chill. But then it's such a fucking nice way to be. Do you know what I mean? That like not caring about other people's judgment. It's
1: so good. But I think like the those failures, I've had like failures in public and stuff like that there where the business failed and all. And like, you know, people are like, oh, business failed and blah, blah, blah. But like that sort of builds it up. It like creates a resistance to it. If you know what yeah. It builds you up where it's like, oh, I don't care though. You know what I mean?
2: yeah. And I think like <laughs>
1: for me.
2: being scared of a lot of people's judgment is about how you judge others. So essentially mm-hmm. you would never judge someone for failing at their business. Yeah. Just like I wouldn't feel fa- Like a lot of people, for example, would say to me, Oh, I'm so like, I want my business to strike, but I can't talk on my story or I can't do stuff like this. And like the only reason you care about someone else's judgment is because you're judging other people. So whenever you're looking about, when you're trying to like have a judgmental detox to try and get through your own self self-doubt, You Mm -hmm. have to really look at your own judgment. So, Mm -hmm. an example, like there's something that's really hard for me. I really find it hard to take pictures in public in front of people.
1: But why? Because
2: I look at someone posing, taking a photo, and I judge them. Yeah. And that's something that I need to heal within myself. Mm -hmm. It's like you essentially don't judge, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you're not judging. And that essentially makes you, like your life easier because you don't feel judged because you're the person judging. So, it's such a nice way to be
1: yeah i actually never thought about that that's that's a really interesting point because i don't judge anybody i'm like i think people try and do this out in public like there's like you know friends and people i know that have launched these businesses after i did mine and stuff i'm like fair play dude. that's fucking cool like it's it's cool that you actually tried to do that and even if it's not a success you're gonna learn and then you can get doing it and you know what like if you launch like another business and it fails. another business it fails. eventually one of them's gonna stick and it's gonna make you money you're gonna be successful and it's the same with everything keep trying the best people i know are the ones who try and are not afraid of failure They're just like screw it what happens you know yeah happens. and
2: you're gonna find yourself anyway in it like if you don't like that you'll find something else and you'll know how to do something else like mm-hmm. when i started i was like doing fitness i was pt and mm-hmm. then, like, it's not that I didn't feel it being a PT. I just didn't enjoy it for me. It was about self-love and acceptance rather than changing bodies. Yeah. So I noticed going through, I was like, okay, I did this. Oh, uh, okay, right. No, this is what I like. And then like I kept delving deeper and trying new experiences. And like now, essentially, like meditation is is my go-to. Like it's my it's my purpose. I love teaching it. I love like learning about it. I love doing new courses all the time. Like I don't even feel like it's a work for me. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't start with fitness and then go into like events and then go into all these other things, yeah. then I wouldn't be like sitting here living in my like real, real passion.
1: Exactly. So yeah, you
2: have to just, you have to just, as you say, just fucking all go All the it.
1: journey and know, like it's a journey of self-discovery. Like that's what we're say- That's what we're basically saying. Like if you try something, then you're going to know in the future that you don't like it. You do like it, whatever. You're going to learn lessons off that. And like, we're both like, like, I'm 26 or 29, we've went through a lot of life experiences in our 20s, like, mm. like, we've actually done a lot, like, for those, those years, so we know exactly what we want at this point, and I think somebody in their, their late teens or early 20s who are, like, lost, I think a lot of people after uni are lost, like, they don't know what they want to do, they've come through school, straight through uni, and they're just here, whatever, and they're, like, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm want to do. And it's the big thing is just trying something. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. You can move on. Then move on to something else. Try that again. Do just try as much as possible and eventually you'll find what you like and what exactly you're good at. Yeah. But yeah. On the other side of that. So I wanted to talk to you. This is a big thing because I am terrible at this. I always wanted to start this, right? <laughs> okay meditation teach me so I I've never well I've tried to do it but I just can't do it I'm just like yeah
2: but nobody can do it not even me I'm a teacher and I can't do it it's not (laughs) it's not a thing like it's um there's one of my like other teachers Emily Fletcher always says you don't get you don't do meditation to get good at meditation you do meditation to get good at life Mm. so people always think like when you think Like, you're not, oh no, I can't do it. My my mind just goes overdrive. I'm like, you know, your heart beats the way your mind thinks. Like, it's involuntary, like, it has to think. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's just about being aware of the thoughts. So, it's about knowing that you are not your thoughts and that you can choose what serves you. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite signs is like, meditation is about choosing your thoughts, like, you choose your clothes in the morning you choose what serves you because people can get caught up on that negative self-talk such as, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm, you know, I can't do that. Like, you know, I should have more education. I should be like this. I'm stupid. I'm fat. That's a lot. Like, you know, girls get a lot about their bodies and like they, and it's just like, it's choosing to see that that's a thought going yep. through your head and for you to take it or ser- like, cause it, it depends yeah. on what serves you at that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. So but like to be honest meditation is like for so many there's so so many different reasons but one reason i'll tell you if you want to be an entrepreneur if you read um tribe of mentors there's every single successful person there is i think there's i don't know there's a lot of it's a massive massive book it's basically like all about the most successful people in the world Mm -hmm. and every single one of them ceos really busy people they all meditate and and like i couldn't ignore this anymore i just couldn't ignore that meditation was just a part of everyone's life that was severely successful so I just decided to like start it Mm -hmm. and when I started not only did I like become more calm or have better sleep because I didn't I went through a a stage where like I just could not sleep Mm
0: -hmm. and then
2: without the sleep then you're tired and aggravated and you you eat more and there's just a lot it was a bad cycle there Mm -hmm. so when I started meditating regularly I noticed better sleep and better, you know, better like control of what I'm believing in my own head. Yeah. And you can just focus more. Like I would be have a bad attention span. Like I'm the kind of person that would would have, you know, went on Safari on your phone, typed in Google something and then like couldn't deal with the wait for the Google. So I'd be on Instagram waiting. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah, you're the same. So your like attention that. span. So why is, why is your attention span so important? It's so important because when you're truly passionate about something, Mm -hmm. if you're passionate about fitness and adventure and you want to start a business, where are you going to have the focus to sit in and like code your website and do your shit like that? Like I had, I, when I did meditation, I could dive into it. Like I had to do like a meditation in the morning for me to focus on the tasks at hand in order to get through to my purpose or else I'd just be sitting there on my phone all day distracted. So there's Mm -hmm. so many different reasons but for me like if you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to be successful I think like meditation is the best and it's it's for getting to know yourself like the the, the way I teach is to get to know yourself ask yourself subconscious get you really relaxed mm-hmm. to get you into and also manifest and visualize and it's very very important because yeah. if you can't see yourself doing it in your mind it's not going to happen and
0: yeah. then you
2: need to work on your self-belief because you can only manifest what you think you deserve so mm. you can sit there all day and visualize it. But like, if I turn around to you and say, okay, do you believe you, you should be a billionaire or a millionaire, a billionaire? Don't, ha- don't know how rich you are. Don't know where, don't know your family. Yeah, about are yet, but yeah. so in, in, for me, like I felt like it, being successful wasn't in my path. Like I always felt like I would just, you know, have the normal life and I was conditioned, mm. but I had to, so then I had to go through self-belief and go through, you know all the things that like teacher says to me and stuff like that yeah. and really get to like what why yeah. I was holding myself that's back all
1: through meditation that's amazing but you know yeah. what um there was a couple of points I picked up on there but your latest one was um realizing that you're capable of so much more you realize that through meditation I actually I worked for a guy who's worth like 30 million or something in California one-on-one me and him were just doing this business by ourselves essentially but he was a brilliant mind like and uh, we're just talking about money because he's obsessed with money. Like, <laughs> and um, being around him day in, day out, I was like, oh, I can make 10 million. I can make that, no problem. Like after a while. But I think that's, that's conditioning yourself. And then the other thing that you said was choosing what thoughts you, know, you had. I think there was, a, I listened to um, something like a year or two ago. I think it was a guy, Leon Scott i follow on instagram he was like shoot like just pay attention to your thoughts for like five minutes ten minutes and see how many negative thoughts you think about yourself and you will realize that's why i'm feeling so bad about myself and realize is that actually true no and i think that's that's what meditation does for you is it
2: yeah because awareness is key because you truly do believe until you're completely aware of your thoughts. Like I went around, like around, just believing all these thoughts about myself, like that I wasn't good enough, especially after like a really intense breakup, you know, and like all my self worth and worthiness was on this one person loving me. So when they didn't love me, I didn't feel worthy.
0: Mm-hmm. And when I
2: sat back and I did a thing called like the mental diet. It's Tony Robbins and um, book, "Awake and the Giant Within." So basically, it's about um, listen to your thoughts and any negative thought you have you have to have a hundred percent solution and it's very intense it's usually 80 percent solution you know but he was like no a hundred percent solution so every single negative thought there was always a solution even if like you couldn't do it like for example if I was like oh I feel so shit like in my body I'm like what's the solution get up go for a walk you know like there's a there's for me to sit and dwell on that negative thought is literally convincing me about my own thoughts Yeah. And as simple as like the website as well. Like when I started my business, I was in the, sl- I was doing the diet, the mental diet. Yeah. And like, I could have just given up on my, on my business in that second, because I was like, I don't know how to do a website. And I don't have the, the money mm-hmm. to get someone to pay for it. But instead I had to do a hundred percent solution. So there it was like Googling how to make a website yeah. and step by step. I yeah. did it because if you're in victim mode, you're never going to get anywhere. There is literally a solution to absolutely everything. And mm-hmm i'll never forget like going and in, in australia there's i went for like a business meeting with this guy and he owns this like massive massive he's called matt as well. and he's um got this massive protein it's called happy way and um, it's literally worth millions or whatever and he's like 24 he's 24 and he owns this thing right i'm going matt what the fuck like how did you like what did you study in university he's like no, i never i never went to university just google everything and i'm just like that what's our fucking excuse like what is our excuse here because Google has everything that we need. Yeah. And like, it, like it's, there's so much information that we could use, like how to start a business, mm-hmm. how to do, how to do, make a course,
1: mm-hmm. how to
2: do all the stuff. Like it's, it's, it's actually like, like get out of victim mode and get it done.
1: The, the big thing is uh, that quote where it's the only limit is your mentality or your mind. Like it's so true because you look at people and they're like so successful and you're like, there is literally no difference between me me and that guy but like that's where i'm so when i'll tell you a story i went to vegas there two years ago or a year ago maybe and i went to mcgregor fight and uh after party i was in the general mission side in encore and i was like mcgregor was in the vip side so i was like i need to get in where mcgregor is i was just drunk and i was like i need to get in there so I went outside and spotted this guy walking towards it and put my arm around him. I was like, what's the chance of me getting in with you? He's like, not a chance. I was like, okay. what's the try." Blah, blah, blah. Like, started making him laugh and all. Saw, saw like, the bouncer and all looking at me when uh, when we were talking. I, he just start, kept on laughing, the guy beside me. So walked up. He was like, tickets. Uh, the guy shows him the tickets. He stamps my hand. I get in with McGregor and all. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. Probably ours, Chancellor. Like, but I think the big thing I, I realized when I was in there again was, like, there's no difference between me, a lot, me and a lot of these people here. And they're, like, multi millionaires. They're, like, really successful people. Like, I was like, I can do this as well, no problem. Like, I've got the brains. I've got everything I need to succeed. And I think just confidence and just having that willingness to go out and get it is the big thing
2: yeah like the self-doubt is the worst because everyone's capable the mm-hmm. only thing that's stopping them is their own self-doubt
1: mm-hmm. so
2: that's something you just need to to work towards yeah. like sometimes it's as simple as like you've got the confidence already like for me I had to go through so much to get rid of self-doubt because I felt like you know like with teachers and stuff, like you know things they said really really stuck with me and I had to go through that in therapy you know you know I never felt like there were so many things that like I was put down for but it's only because I didn't know what I truly wanted so Mm -hmm. when you know what you truly want you can fucking do anything you can like really go for it so to say if for someone to say like oh you're not good enough in this aspect like that means you're not going to amount to such and such or you're going to have this Mm -hmm. um to now go on and probably going to speak at the school and tell them how to start a business. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, so no. like, don't come at me. It's just yeah. about, it's about finding, it's about finding what it is that you truly want until that was the problem in school for me, definitely, because no one taught me what I was like. Like yeah. I'm spontaneous I'm creative. Um, I am enthusiastic. I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. But, like, put me in any sort of organization, you're Mm -hmm. fucked. Like, you cannot, like, my agent hates me and my assistants hate me. Like, anybody that works for me section aid, they have to remind me 20 million times to do stuff because that's not, I'm not organized. But that's, I fully accept who I am as a person in terms of I know that I'm the person that does the creative and stuff like that. And then I need the other personality to keep me in check.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's that's where the agent comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't put a shark in the desert you know what i mean like it's yeah everybody's got their strengths everybody's their own personality character and stuff and if you put them in an environment that isn't suited towards them, then they're not gonna do well they're gonna do yeah. the opposite so i think that's a really good point big thing uh for me is right i'm a complete rookie tell me how to meditate how, how do i meditate, how, to meditate? How, do I just, how do i just sit there and just like close my eyes and breathe is that literally? Well, make- I have
2: a course coming out, and you can be the beta t- beta tester. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, no, I can send do you one. No, to, like to be honest, it just depends on like what you like want. Like, what is your goal for meditating? Like, why do you want to meditate? Like, if I asked you that now, like, why do you want to meditate?
1: Jeez, for me, I suppose it is the attention span that was the big point that you mentioned there. The attention span, my attention span is shocking. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
2: to start you off, I would I would do like small small meditations like it teach you how to and why we're why you're meditating like for example let's just say you're meditating to like a guided meditation and you're listening to like the voice and then the next thing you're like swayed off and you're thinking about you know san diego with your man on the chip right you know what i mean like you could be thinking about that so yeah. once you notice that thought yeah. right so you could be like there you are sitting there and then you're all off and mm. you're so away from the meditation you're caught up in your mind but then you just realize that you've caught yourself
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then you just come back Mm. that is that is the point of training it's basically like the rep in the gym so you've basically caught yourself and you come back and it's like oh okay right caught myself then you do it again then you then you drift off again but then you notice again and then you drift off again and then like slowly but surely you become more and more focused that you can focus you never I don't think you ever focus in the whole meditation but like you'll notice yourself that you'll be more focused on what is being said in the meditation rather than like being all over the place Mm. and you'll just notice it and you'll come back instead of just keep engaging keep engaging keep engaging you just come back to the breath and you come back and then th- that is when training comes into it it's the same with reading a book as well yeah. so if you read a book you'll notice your att- do you read books
1: uh yes yes I try. and like
2: what's your attention span i i i do like a thing with people where i measure their attention span on how many books they can read without like trying to reach for their phone so it usually starts off with like two pages of people
1: yeah i feel like that's about the same for me to be honest
2: (laughs) yeah so that's how i would measure someone's um attention span like i'll be like honestly when do you want to reach for your phone so Mm -hmm. it's usually after like one or two pages like no joke so this is what we do so i'll do like it's the same as meditation reading so like say someone's reading two pages say 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 like see that moment when you want to reach your phone and you really are like really not concentrating Mm. like you really want to reach for it let's keep reading one more page just one more page then the next time you come back tomorrow you'll be three pages and that'll be your attention span your attention span will be three pages then Mm. the next day and then we do the same with meditation i'll be like okay meditate now for three three minutes then four minutes and then you know but i would never tell anyone to just like go straight away with like 25 yeah. minutes meditation It mm-hmm. always has to start small and especially with guided meditation because you need to start with guided because if i if i send you into another like mantra meditation you'll be like fuck this <laughs> so it's but it's, it's, it's slowly going in and then once you're in it for like say you're meditating regularly for like a month you yep. will notice the benefits yourself that the rewards are so sweet that mm-hmm. you won't want to go back and you'll know when you're off track mm-hmm. so for example like the other week I like was I had no regular practice you know I was weddings I was drinking there's just a lot going on so I just didn't meditate and I could notice myself my sleep was off I was feeling like you know I could barely concentrate on work Mm
0: -hmm. and then I was like okay
2: now I need to meditate so once you notice the benefits as well like the rewards will will make you want to come back to it so Yeah. yeah I'll send you one
1: I think yeah thank you so much I think the the big thing is like getting started taking action again is the hardest thing like waking up i'm so bad right so i wake up in the morning and i'll go straight for my phone every single morning and i tell myself the night before right you're not gonna go for your phone you're gonna go get water get your vitamins in and then like half an hour later you can look at your phone but i never go through with it like so like i need to do that and i need to start meditation in the morning even like you know that start with like three minutes and then It's like the gym progressive overload. I'll do four the next day, five the next day, six, you know. So not even
2: that. Like I literally would just start as first week, three, two, one, like do even one minute of meditation, two minutes of gratitude, and three pages of a book. Like honestly, three, two, one. And just you'll notice then, even Mm -hmm. if you read like three pages of it or one, one or two pages, like you can mix them up to whatever you feel is comfortable for you Mm -hmm. for the first week. And you'll notice then that even if you read like three pages of a book, you'll see like a random quote in there or something motivational that will just really get you going yeah. for the day. Yeah. So if you just do that, that's only takes like 15, 20 minutes of your morning routine and mm-hmm. like going on your phone, we're all, all very guilty of it. But I know that like when I make myself knock on my phone, mm-hmm. it is like such a better day and you feel so rewarded when you've, when you've done it. There's a book called how to break up with your phone. I really fucking...
1: I need a to, system. send me a list? <laughs> I need to get... <laughs> I know. I
2: literally have like a million books. Like, but um, how to write up your phone is very good for awareness because you don't realize how much you're on your phone until you're reading the awareness. Shopping. Like you don't need your phone in the toilet. You don't need your phone when you go to the shop. Like yeah. we used to interact with people in the queues. We, we don't. We just put our heads down.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you, you
2: could miss something so so like beneficial to you like you could have a conversation and even having random conversations with people in your community is actually a sense of being in a tribe so we're mm-hmm. missing out on all those conversations and then wondering why we're so anxious because we're lonely and we're not yeah. connecting
1: the big thing so- i feel like is uh i watched a video and uh, it was years ago i think it went viral and it was just like you know it showed it was like the video of the guy on his phone and uh, the girl was on it, or the girl is, like, dream girl walks past him, and he's on his phone. He doesn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, it shows him not on the phone, the exact situation, and then it shows him, and he's, like, he approaches the girl, and then they get married and stuff. Fast forward. So, like, yeah. you don't realize how much you're missing when you're looking at your phone. And that. Sometimes I think, like, when I'm at the dinner table, and sometimes it's so bad, because my parents are nearly the same. We're, we're like, yeah. all it's our phones, like, and we're just sometimes we just all like look at our phones and I'm like, this is so put a name to it. That's what
2: I do. Put a name to it. It's called fobbing. Fobbing yeah. is like being r- rude on your phone. It's called fobbing. Cause like you know if you don't put a name to it, like you're just standing there in your phone, you don't even fucking realize when you're doing it. So if you turn yeah. around your mom and say, Stop fobbing me and then you put like a name to it. Um yeah. that's what it's called. It's called yeah. fobbing, and it's really? so fucking rude. But like yeah. we don't see it as rude because it's a society. Yeah. It but is. like it's and we're like, oh, I need to text this person back. No, you don't need to text that person Apparently back. A
1: person's like, not from you, know what I mean? It, like, it's, exactly, like, it
2: makes no it, sense.
1: you take for granted, like, when I was away in Love Island, uh, so I was away in total. Oh, yeah, you have
2: no phone over there?
1: Yeah, I was. I probably didn't have my phone in total for about two months. Like, two months, that was a long time. I <gasps> quarantine and stuff before it, and then obviously post-quarantine, and I was in the villa for, like, three weeks as well. So, like, it was a brave while, like, and... Uh, You don't have any outside contact to your family or whatever, and then you really know how much they mean to you, like because you're like, Mm. oh, I actually probably do miss them now, and you realize that. But then when you get back a couple of days, you're like, you're on your phone. Back on my phone, they're sitting right in front of me. This is
2: something that really, really, really got to me. Right, there's a book, another book. Sorry, Lost Connections, (laughs) Um, and it's like he says. He says in the book, he's like, "What would you describe heaven?" so mm-hmm. heaven is an eternity with your loved ones but we can actually make heaven on earth if we get off our phones because we can mm-hmm. actually spend quality time with them yeah but we it's crazy like it's actually mad that we just don't do that and like I have certain times where I'm like no phone like there's no mm-hmm. phones at the dinner table there's no phone like especially like with my boyfriend or whatever like we have certain times where we have like games night we just play games and be playful mm-hmm. and no phones and stuff like that because it's fucking ridiculous like the phones yeah. And then, like, you really, like, say, right, I do long distance. So I'm like, oh, I really miss him. And then, like, why am I spending my time sitting on the sofa on my phone with him? Yeah. When I could, like, yeah. when I'm missing him when he's not here, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It's so ridiculous when you think about it. And I mean, like, kind of links me on to like gratitude and stuff. Like, see, see, when I, I actually did gratitude stuff in the mornings where I didn't look at my phone when I was in California and mm. stuff. And then the big takeaway for me is I, my life was so much better. Like um, I was so much happier then than I am right now because I was just like everything in my mind, like the smallest things I like write down. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the sun. Thank you for being able to breathe. And you strip it down to the very basics of life. Like anything is a bonus that, they, that you're grateful for. And then I would be, because I had that in my mind, I would be like, any time I spent with my family like on FaceTime or anything, I would just be so engaged. I'd be like loving talking to them. I'd be like sending them presents or doing something like that there, something nice for them. But like, see when you get get back in the routine of just phone and stuff, it's so hard. I and mean, it's just a habit. That's what it is. So my big takeaway from today's conversation is I'm gonna sort out my morning routine.
2: Yes. Do your morning routine. Do your do your few minutes meditation. Yeah. Read a book. I would say read 101 essays to change the way you think there's two, actually, you know what, if you want, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to do something like a really businessy, mm-hmm. I would say Awaken the Giant Within. It is the biggest game changer of the book. That? That? Who, who, it read, is who wrote that one? Tony Robbins, but it's a really big, it's like 500 yeah. pages, like tiny writing. So I would say like, take it easy, two or three pages a day. Like oh. it completely changed my life and started my, that and Atomic but started business yeah. stuff. So yeah i would definitely recommend those and just two or three pages in the morning yeah. and you can just start off slow but then once you start getting addicted to a book then you'll be like shit i'm still sitting <laughs> here and you will not want your phone
1: yeah it's amazing like see um in quarantine for the villa i read like three books in like a week like just because yeah. my phone no i was just reading away and stuff like it was actually really good but i wish i had better books at that stage they're, they're all right like you know they're yeah. just picked up in the airport <laughs>
2: I'm the book woman, so you can come to me for book book yeah, recommendations. <laughs> I
1: need these. I need these in my life. But um no, this is a an amazing chat. I'm so happy to speak to you today, Shani. Um, Thank you. And I've actually got. So I think I was doing this thing where I would ask uh, people on my like Discord channel uh, to ask questions for me to answer in the podcast. But I think this one might be better. If you answered it, would you be up for it?
2: Okay. Yeah, it's go a for
1: question it. about relationships and things like that there um yeah. so let me try and find this right. I think I screenshotted it
2: relationships is like my thing I'm actually a relationship coach as well
1: oh there we go that's perfect yeah yeah,
2: yeah I wrote a book on relationships so um shit away
1: would you mind giving me some advice I'm in a predicament where I've to make up my mind on whether to move in with my boyfriend or not I really need advice
2: Yeah, but I need more information. That Like, I need to talk to her. Um, Do you know what I mean? Do I move in or not? Do do you move in or not? Like, what are the circumstances? How old are you? What are your values? Mm -hmm. It just depends on everything. Like, are you ready for it? Do you want it? Does he want it? Do you think it's the best for you? Are you doing it because it's convenient? Mm -hmm. Are you doing it because you truly think it's ready? Your relationship is ready for that?
1: Mm Mm-hmm okay you know what
2: I mean so I probably need more information from whoever that is but kind
1: of vague all right I mean like if
2: you're young like you have plenty of time to live with your partner I mean like I do long distance I'm fine we're okay when we're like 30 (laughs) we're like oh my god I'm nearly 30 fuck that okay when I'm like 33 like I'll have time to like live with my partner it's exciting when you do when you do when you're like distance as well because like distance creates desire so like and then always have. If you're moving in with a partner, make sure that you don't lose that spark and in intimacy, and don't just be like sitting watching TV every night. Mm-hmm. Um, for relationships, like one of the main things is is definitely being is being playful. Yeah, because you forget to connect intimately without, mm-hmm. like, you're literally like sitting on the sitting watching the TV. You mm-hmm. need to like actually look into each other's eyes and have fun and laugh and laughter. One yeah. of my favorite things for a couple's game night is the game frustration don't know if you've played it before oh no was, yeah. it's like you know like the game when you're younger and there's like a dice in the middle and yeah. you have to like catch them
1: oh yeah let yeah,
2: yeah. you just order it on amazon if you're a couple it is the funnest game ever and you just have you're just like laughing you're having the crack That's so good. yeah just keep it keep it keep it fresh and keep it fun there's a great book for people here going through that like if they're going through that like um, sexlessness or that like lack of intimacy there's a book called mating in captivity which is oh, very good
1: yeah and Mm -hmm. I think there's a really good point you had there was that like independence is really really good distance is really good because that was the number one thing I said on Love Island they're asking me you know what's what do you value in a, uh, a girl and I was like I actually really like an independent girl who can do her own thing who likes to get on with her life and has goals and stuff for her life and then I've got my own thing going on can focus on it and then you can come together and do fun stuff whereas if you're like in each other's pockets 24 7 seven, are like kind of doing the same thing or maybe you don't have a thing and you're just kind of latching off your partner's thing then it's tough yeah. I, think, I feel like that's unhealthy it's not go work out I can do it anyway but. yeah
2: it's all about finding your own happiness like I, I would even get sick for doing my long distance with my boyfriend. They're like, oh, that, that screams problems. And I'm like, you don't understand how much that screams not problems because oh. my my happiness is not on him. If mm-hmm. I sat at home with him, waiting for him to come back from work because he's my sole happiness, he, there's going to be so much pressure on him. He mm-hmm. won't be able to do the things that he wants to do because my happiness depends on him. I mm-hmm. do what I want and I go and I'm happy with Everything that I do with all my traveling and all that. And I also have a very supportive partner who allows me to do that and trusts me to do all that. So, like, don't lose your happiness because the worst thing, the worst heartbreak ever for people, especially is because they have self rejected themselves to form this person. Like, you'll see a lot of people, like, oh, I want to travel, but you know, I have a boyfriend or whatever, blah, blah. So they stay together and then they're, you know, they're together. And like, that person is their sole happiness. Mm -hmm. They do everything together, blah, blah, blah. Next thing they break up. You've yeah. just rejected your whole self. You didn't yeah. take the job. You didn't go traveling. And then you're left with like this whole, like other, the only person that, the only thing that made you happy is gone now. So yeah. then the, the breakup is a million times worse because you rejected your own self. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always say to people like, find your own happiness. And if your partner does not support what your happiness is, like if my partner was like, you know what, I need you to be in this country for it to work. Then I'd be like, well, you're not the partner for me.
0: Yeah. Do you know
2: what I mean? Because my partner would support my happiness. Yeah. So yeah, that's how that's how we work, and it's it's you know it's all about trust. And yeah, you need your own happiness because at the end of the day, like if you break up and like, what what have you got? At least you you were true to yourself if you're doing the things that bring you happiness.
1: I think you have to realize that like we're born in this world alone. Yeah, if you know what I mean, you're kind of we we are surrounded by people all the time, but really, essentially, our journey is alone when we start off coming into this world alone and then we leave this world alone, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I think you have to realize that you need that independence. It's your journey. So you have to focus on that. But this was an amazing chat, Sinead.
2: Thank you very much. So have thank it. you yeah. for having me on.
1: Do you have anything to promote or do you want to shout out your socials? Or
2: um, Yeah, you can find me at, at Sinead Hegg um, or and my company's Instagram is The Brave Way. And yeah, I also have a book on relationships and I have a book on tools with Anxiety. They're all on my website, sheenhevery.com. So yeah, check them
1: out. Yay, amazing. Good. Thanks so much. Get ready,